Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. I'm Rumbi, and I'm so grateful, so happy that you are joining me for today's episode. I hope that you're all having an amazing week with God. As always, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind you of something. Just a friendly reminder from your fellow sister in Christ that before you worry, before you stress about anything, first bring it to God. I was watching this video on YouTube by my two favorite Christian YouTubers. Their channel is called The Paula Morgan Show. And guys, I am absolutely obsessed with them. I totally recommend you to check them out. But they said something on one of their videos that really stood out to me. And it was something along these lines. Instead of putting so much of our energy into worrying and stressing about the things that we worry and stress about and the things that go on in our lives, why don't we bring it to God first? Like, why do we allow ourselves to stress over situations when the Bible clearly tells us not to worry and that God has everything under control? Why do we spend so much of our time, of our energy, into worrying and then only involve God later or, you know, non-involvement at all? Like, why isn't he the first place that we go to? And I've been thinking about this idea a lot lately because even in my own life, there are times where things happen and I don't even think about it, but my immediate response my immediate reaction is to worry and so I've had to tell myself Rumbi before you worry go to God first and so guys I want to encourage you before you worry about anything going on in your life go to God first pray to God ask him to help you now let's not get the wrong idea praying to God involving God doesn't guarantee the situation will change. It isn't promised that because you involve God, things will change for the better. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe. But when we involve God in the situation, it brings this unexplainable peace that wouldn't have been there if we handled the situation on our own, if we chose to worry about it, if we chose to Think about all the bad things that could happen. There's this Bible verse which I absolutely love and it's Philippians 4 verses 67 and it says, do not be anxious about anything. I must say that again. Do not be anxious about anything. 
But in every situation, the good, the happy, the bad, the sad, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Wow. Straight from the word of God, do not be anxious about anything. So, technically... The things we worry about on the daily, the things we might be worrying about right now, God's saying, do not worry about them. Now, you know those moments where someone tries to give you a vague piece of advice that doesn't work? Like if someone comes up to you and says, oh, I'm sad, I'm depressed, and you respond to them and say, don't be Like, wow, thanks, didn't think of that one. Sometimes reading this verse can feel like that. Like, Lord, I'm worried. I'm scared about my future. I'm scared about my marks because, you know, the marks just aren't marking right now. And, you know, God responds to us today and he says, don't be worried or anxious about anything. Like, wow, God, thanks, didn't think of that one. But... This verse is found in the book of Philippians, and Paul wrote the book of Philippians. And Paul isn't giving us a vague piece of advice that doesn't work. No, he's sharing with us a piece of biblical truth, a golden nugget, that we need to apply in our lives. He's saying that solving the problem in our lives does not start off by worrying. In fact, worrying is the worst way to start. Double fact, worrying doesn't change anything. It doesn't solve our problems. There's this quote I came across the other day. It's very simple, but it's so true. And it says, worrying will never change anything, but prayer can change things. Guys, the best way to start anything in life is with God. It starts off by prayer. And as a verse I just read said, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so, whenever you're in a situation where the temptation is to worry and stress, apply the word of God in your life. Pray to God and involve him in the situation. So, that's what's been on my heart lately. Something... I have been personally trying to improve on and this is also something I've been dying to share with someone so I thought hey why not share it on the podcast but guys I don't know about you but I'm so ready to get into the bible in today's episode I'm going to be reading a passage found in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 to 29. So grab your Bibles or just listen to me speak, grab some snacks. Right now I'm craving some good pumpkin fritters, if you know you know, and let's get into this episode. So something that not a lot of people know about me is that I'm not a music person like I don't listen to a lot of music and when I do it's the same songs the same playlist over and over again I'm one of those people but I love my gospel I love my Jesus music it's what gets me up in the mornings it's what 
puts me in a good mood. Right now, my top five favorite gospel songs are I Smile. Guys, I Smile is a song I jammed in the mornings by Kirk Franklin. And then Got Me, Jara, Same God, and Highlands. But one of the songs I heard in church a few weeks ago, and when I say I'm literally obsessed with the song, I don't know, it's, it's, I love the song so much. It's called Firm Foundation by Maverick City Music, Chandler Moore and Cody Carnes. I hope I said that right. And if you listen to the song, or if you have listened to the song, it's a normal worship song. But I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's because of the lyrics. And I actually want to read the lyrics now to you guys. So it starts off by saying, Christ is my firm foundation. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. And then the song goes on to say, I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I will not be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Because I've put my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. And then the song ends off by saying, Rain came, wind blew. But my house was built on you. My house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. Rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. You are gonna make it through. This song is based on verses in the Bible found in Matthew 7, verses 24 to 29. The verses I'm going to read today, surprise, surprise. And this song and this passage I'm going to read just now speak about this idea of building your life on a strong foundation. You know, guys, whether you realize it or not, we're all building our lives on something. And, you know, the reality of life is that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And so if we do not build our lives on a strong foundation, if we build our lives on sinking sand, if we build our lives on unstable grounds, when the storm hits, when the rain comes, when the troubles of life occur, because whether we like it or not, they're coming, right? We will not stay standing. But as the song says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. There's this verse in the Bible found in Psalm 62 verse 6, which I love. And it says, he only is my rock, referring to God. God only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. The song continues, when everything around me is shaken, Again, what can be shaken will be shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. 
If you want to build your life on a strong foundation, build it on Jesus. There's only one strong foundation, and that is the Word of God. So guys, let's get into the Bible. Matthew 7, verses 24 to 29, and I'll be reading in the NIV version. The wise and foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings because he taught us when he had authority, not as their teachers of the law. So this verse speaks about two different types of people. Now if you look at these two different types of people, both of them were hearing the word of God. And so knowledge wasn't the problem in the story. It was application. The first person was hearing the word of God, which is the first step, but he didn't just leave it there. He was obedient and he applied what he was hearing in his life. He applied the Bible in his life. And when we do this, the Bible describes it as a wise man who was building his house, building his life, building his church, his family on rock on a strong foundation. The second person heard the word of God, but he stopped there. He didn't apply it in his life. And the Bible describes this as a foolish man who is building his house, building his life on sand, on unstable ground, on a weak foundation. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm older, I'm only 17 now, When I'm older, when I have money, I don't see myself building my house on sand. I know about you guys, I just don't see myself doing that. I want to build my house on stable ground. So when the storm comes, it will stay standing. Now, sometimes we can act like the foolish man. You know, we focus and put so much energy into reading our Bibles, which is good that's so important but we fail to be obedient to it sometimes and we don't apply it in our lives so if you look in the book of luke you'll find the same parable and it's luke 6 verses 46 to 49 and the parable starts up by saying why do you call me lord lord and do not do what i say And guys, I really like this verse because it kind of summarizes what that whole passage is about. We can't just call ourselves children of God. We can't just call ourselves people of God and then, you know, only live for him on Sunday, but live our lives however we want for the rest of the week. We can't just call ourselves children of God, but then not do what God says we should do in the Bible. Again, 
why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And I think that's the problem with a lot of people these days. They use Christianity as a label rather than a way of life when, you know, in reality, it should be the other way around. Christianity is a way of life. As I spoke about in a past podcast episode, it's a daily activity of picking up your cross and following Jesus. And we need to come to a point in our journeys with Jesus where we read his word not because we feel pressure to, not because we have this mindset of, oh, I have to, all good Christians read the Bible, so I guess I must. No, because we want to learn from God. We need to come to the point in our journeys where we read it, but we don't just leave it there. We apply it in our lives. And I was thinking about this idea lately. You know, we can read our Bibles 24-7. We can go to church every Sunday. We can shout, Amen, Hallelujah, when the pastor preaches. We can listen to Bible radio every morning. All of these are good things. All of these are important. They'll help you. You know, kudos to you if you're doing this. But if we fail to apply what we're learning in our lives, if we do not apply the word of God in our lives, we're only deceiving ourselves. The Bible says in James 1, verses 22 to 25, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You would think that someone who looks at his face in the mirror and immediately forgets what he looks like is silly, right? I mean, who does that? But that's how we look like to God when we read his word, but don't apply it in our lives. Now, when it comes to applying the Bible in our lives, it's important that we don't have this mentality of selective obedience, where we pick and choose which verses in the Bible best link to our own personal beliefs and values and then only obey those ones and ignore the rest. No, the Bible says that we are to obey everything God has commanded us to do. Which, you know, easier said than done, right? Because, let's be honest, sometimes you read certain things in the Bible that you just don't agree with. You read things that contradict and go against your own personal beliefs. You read things and in your mind you're like, wow, this is so outdated, this is wrong. But, you know, the truth is, it's not the Bible that's viewpoint is wrong, it's ours. It's not the Bible that needs to change and update its memo and get with the program, it's us. Guys, the Bible is the written word of God. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is the source of truth. 
the Bible is never wrong. And although we read it sometimes, and in our minds it seems wrong and off, although it might not be the popular opinion, although it might not be culturally, socially, or politically correct, that's the word of God for you. The Bible's never wrong. And so applying it, applying all of it, can seem hard sometimes. Especially when it's hard to understand. And I was talking to my dad the other day and we were talking about something God tells us to do, which is hard to understand. And he said that, I love it, he said that in moments where we don't understand the Bible, we should go under it. In other words, submit to it. Because once again, the Bible is never wrong. And so go up in prayer and ask God to help you understand things a bit better. Help you see certain things that you weren't seeing before when you first read the verse. And my dad also said this thing to me. He said this thing to me a while back. But it's really deep and I haven't forgotten it. And you know when you just, when someone tells you something and it just sticks with you. This is one of the things, my dad has said many things to me, but this is one of the things that has really stuck with me. And he said, I love my dad, he's really wise. He said, do not make your life an experiment to proving God wrong. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, that's deep. But I'm going to say it again. Do not make your life an experiment to proving God wrong. Because the same God who created you and I, the same God who created the universe and every good and perfect gift inside it, the same God who woke you up this morning is never wrong. And so if we ever find ourselves arguing against God, let me just save you some time. It's an already lost battle. So what I'm trying to get to, what I'm trying to say is that applying God's word in your life sometimes is not easy. But just because it's not an easy road, doesn't mean it's not worth it. Anything worthwhile is uphill. In the beginning of this episode, I said that when we apply God's word in our lives, it is described as a wise man building his house on a rock. Guys, best believe... Building a house on rock is not easy. It's going to cost you something. It's going to be expensive. It's definitely not an easy process. It's something that will not happen overnight. It's going to take you some time. Building your house on sand is a much easier process. It will cost you something definitely, but nothing compared to building your house on rock. But again, just because it's the easier way doesn't mean it's the best way. Again, anything worthwhile is uphill. And if you go a few verses down from this parable, so verses 13 to 14, the same chapter, chapter 7, you will find this passage that speaks about entering through the right gates. And I want to read that. And it says, Enter through the narrow gates. For wide is the gate? And broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and now the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. 
When you reject Jesus and do not apply his word in your life, you're entering through the wide gates. You're walking on the broad road. And although many people enter through it, although it's the popular road, I guess you could say, although it's the easier road to travel on, scripture says it leads to destruction. It's not worth it. When you choose Jesus, when you apply his word in your life, you're entering through the narrow gate. And although only a few people enter through it, so sometimes you might be walking by yourself, although it isn't the popular road to take, although it's the harder part to take, it leads to life. Applying the word of God can be hard again. It isn't always easy, it isn't always popular, but at the end of the day, when all is said and done, it will be worth it. So going back to these two different types of builders, I don't know about you guys, but I can really properly see the difference between their lives when the storm hits. For the man who built his house on rock on a strong foundation, the scripture said the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Why? because it had its foundation on the rock. For the man who built his house on sand, on unstable ground, scripture says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, these two types of people, the wise and the foolish builders, they both went through a storm. The difference between the two was how they ended up on the other side. You see, the storms, the wind, the rain in this parable represent the storms, challenges, trials, difficulties that we will all go through again. No one is exempt from it. When you build your life on a strong foundation, which is the word of God, you will be able to withstand the storm. You will get through it, not because you're so great, you're so strong. No, because your God is so great and so strong. Even though there might be a lot of chaos happening around you, even though you might be in the midst of a thunderstorm, you'll be able to find peace and rest in the perfect source of peace and rest. And as I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, peace that surpasses all understanding. Building your life on a strong foundation. I think we can all agree it's important. It's necessary. I mean, why wouldn't you want your life on a strong foundation? And I don't know about you guys, but I want to build my life on the strongest foundation, which is applying the word of God in my life. Which, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. No, again, it's a daily activity. And although first, it might not seem cool. It might not be popular. But best believe it's cool and it's popular. And it pleases the only audience that actually matters. Which is God. And as the song from Foundation says, He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. God has been faithful through generations, let me remind you. So why would he fail now? 
he wants. Guys, I don't like you, but Christ is my firm foundation. So that is it for today's episode. This definitely wasn't one of those feel good, cheer me up episodes, but I do hope that you could take something that could help you on your journey of faith. And I say this episode with so much grace for myself, for others, and God has so much grace in all of his children because applying God's word, applying all of God's word, especially some of the things that are hard to like agree with at first, it can be hard. And so again, as I always say, ask God, pray, invite him, involve God, seek him. The best way to start anything in life is with God, is with prayer. And so invite God on this journey with you, involve him, pray, ask him to help you. You don't have to do this by yourself. Involving God will definitely make this thing a whole lot easier. I'm running exams soon yay i know other people are writing as well or some people are just writing tests and assignments and so i'm praying for you and i pray that you ace him and get the marks that you want guys i hope you have an amazing day with god remember and never forget jesus loves you peace